Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is uh, Carol Francis, Dr. Carol Francis from Make Life Happen. And I have back a wonderful guest, Nick Prukop. You have such wonderful, energetic energy. And I'm just <laughs> going to introduce one idea, and then I'm going to let you take it off. Is that okay, Nick? Sure, that's fine, Carol. I was just listening to Deepak Chokra today, and he was talking about living in the now. And uh, that there's so m- all of the different scriptures from all the different faiths have that living in the now moment. And one of the things that we talked about prior to the show, Nick, was that any day is a good day to get started. So take it away, Nick, because now (laughs) is the time to get started. Let's do your sit-ups while you're listening to this program and teach us about these seven pillars uh, that can guide us through getting started and moving forward. Well, I'm looking forward to to sharing some thoughts with you on this subject. I know that the, the living in the now is probably one of the greatest challenges I have faced over the last 20 years. And as we move forward, as we move forward in life, it is tough to let go of our memories and tough to let go of some of the good, the good as well as the bad. And and when you get back into a, a place where you can be peaceful in the present, you can make all of your choices that are very powerful. Um, making choices in the present without any of the influence of the past or the future is really the place to be because that's where you can make your most, you have your greatest impact. And when it comes to health and fitness issues, that's really important because when you wake up today, um, you want to be able to say to yourself, I'm going to become healthier today. Yes, yes. And every day you have the opportunity. Yeah, because every day you choose to eat, every day you choose to be active or inactive, every day you choose to smile or laugh or frown or be angry, every day. it, it becomes that's right it becomes it becomes who you are and what i found in my experience as a fitness professional is that the day i get to exercise is the day i get to be grateful and feel more energy for tomorrow and mm-hmm. what i've learned also as i approach my my middle 60s i'll be 63 this year is yes. that every year that i've exercised has helped me get to this point in time and the way i look at it is that a week of a week of good quality life is added to your life when you exercise one day. It's a good Whoa. way to look at it's a good way to look at exercise. So when you exercise today, you're adding an extra week of quality life to your to your experience. And what I'm also preparing for mentally is my 70s. And so the way I look at it is the training I'm doing now is to prepare me for my 70s and I can't stop the clock. So what I can do is I can prepare mentally and physically and spiritually to take on the challenges of being older than I am now, and it will never be easier than it is right now. Oh, that is for sure. Right now is the easiest moment. That's right. Absolutely. And what I've also discovered is that the characteristics of fitness that I've always enjoyed, speed, quickness, um, strength, power, balance, flexibility, those things are tough to maintain as we get older. And what I wanted to, to share with your audience is that if you can maintain some some piece of those of those characteristics when you hit your 60s or your 70s or your 80s balance will no longer be an issue because you've been preparing for those days when you will not be as strong as you used to be 
And balance, of course, is critical to every aspect of life. And I've discovered that that's one of the areas I'm working on right now is to have more balance in my life, not just physically, but socially and emotionally and, and physically in all, in all ways of my life. And that brings you back to what you said earlier. It's being in the present. It's being able to decide right now what it is you want. I think that when you talk about balance, one of the, the terms that comes to my mind is harmony. And that, you know, some days I'm not going to be able to do the same amount of exercise as in other days, but that I am alert every day to what activity I can do. Some days I'm going to need, get, need more sleep. Some days I'm going to get less sleep. So if I can overall live in a harmony with what my needs are and the circumstances of my life, then right. I will create as much balance over a time period that I possibly can. That's uh, right. Do you and want to talk about each of these seven pillars and sure, how? Sure. I mean, what, sure. You take it away, Nick. You you have so many wonderful ideas. Go for it. <laughs> well, what I, what I, what I was going to say was that most of my clients over the years have come to me after they've had problems, whether it's a physical problem or some kind of a financial problem. And when they show up, they very often don't have the ability to, to identify what area they need to work on. Um, I have seen people who are younger than me who have got balance issues and strength issues. I've seen people older than me who don't have balance and strength issues but have other issues as well. We have medical challenges as we get older. And what I've discovered is that as you approach your 40s, especially as you approach your 40s and when life crises happen at that time, it can take a toll on your health. And power is the ability to live powerfully. It is, uh, in an athletic term, it's the, the ability to have an explosive burst. So power, in a physical sense, would be someone who needs to have the ability to do something immediately, like a shot putter or, or a long jumper, uh, where you have to use an explosion from your body. Uh, it's very rare that you find people keeping power as they get older because we don't spend a lot of time on power. And power comes from working the muscles under extreme loads. And we lose lean mass as we get older. Lean mass is the engine of the body. It burns the calories. And without muscle, we lose the ability to burn calories, and that's where the weight gain comes from, sure. uh, especially if we're eating poorly. So power is interpreted by me in a spiritual sense uh, of being in control of your choices and in a physical sense being able to do those things that will allow you to participate in life um, without getting hurt. Strength is the ability to work over time with endurance. It's strength and endurance are tied together. So strength and endurance come from being able to cycle or run uh, or swim and and do it over time using all of your body's muscles. And what happens is people lose their endurance over time because we're not stressing ourselves. Um, a good example is my trip to Japan uh, to visit my daughter. I realized that um, most of the people in Japan walk everywhere, and their days are built around walking and activity uh, dedicated to go to work and come home from work, but they do a lot of walking in the interim. And what I've discovered when I was over there was that I had to walk literally all the time to get to the train stations and to get to the places I was going to go see. Um, and here in America, we don't walk enough. And so right. we're, sitting, we're sitting so much that we're, we're yeah. not really encouraging ourselves mentally or emotionally or physically to move. And yeah. I see that happening more and more uh, here in our society. People are sitting, literally sitting, to go do their errands. They'll, not sit, they'll sit in their car to go to the bank or they'll, yeah. they'll sit in their car and drive great distances, but they don't move enough. 
Oh, and uh, it, it takes a toll. As you said, every day if you don't exercise, yeah. even a little, it, it just yeah. goes away. You don't keep those characters. You, you, you don't keep the ability to be able to be strong and, and, and fit. And fitness for me is being able to do what you want to do when you want to do it without getting hurt. There you go. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, without getting hurt, especially as you're getting older, everything becomes more vulnerable. And, That's uh, exactly right. And, and, and one injury or one serious illness will take you away from being able to train. And training is an everyday activity. It's what you were referring to where you have the ability to wake up and make a decision today to train, to do something for your body and for your mind. And it doesn't have to be anything significant. All it, all it has to do, all you have to do is just be able to do something that moves you, moves you emotionally, moves you physically, and releases the stress of the day. And that's something that's so important. Even a little movement can make so much of a difference in your day. And it's worth it to choose that movement. It's worth it to choose the activity. And that's where the power of choice comes in. Yeah. The movement, I'm so sorry, but the movement is going to help with the flexibility. It's also going to help with strength if you're moving with some sort of weight. That's right. Movement's going to help with endurance. It's an endurance is over a time period. And then That's also, right. you know, even if you're having to go for a walk to do speed walk and then walk calmly, speed walk and walk calmly, to go up those stairs vigorously and then to walk calmly down the hall. I mean, it's very, to vary the speed. Does that have something to do with power, uh, speed, and quickness yes. as well? Yes, it does. As I, as, as, I, as I refer to these characteristics, your body has the ability to have lots of energy, and the energy is either going to be used or stored. And as we gain weight and as we add fat to our bodies, our energy levels start to drop because fat is stored energy. So think of it this way. If, you, if your body starts to gain weight over time, whether it's 10 or 20 pounds, those added pounds become stored energy which pull you down, which hold you back. And what I want to encourage people to do is to move and keep your body as lean and strong, as energized as you can. On days when I feel tired or, or less than, exercise is the way to get your body moving and feeling good again. So after every workout, regardless of what I do, I feel stronger, I feel more powerful, I feel happier. Yes, no question about it. Now, would you recommend that people take these seven pillars, the strength, endurance, sure. speed, fitness, power, balance, and flexibility, and make a chart if they're chart people, or somehow make some mental visual note so that every day they can say, okay, what have I done to enhance one or all of these seven pillars? I will. Um, I will. Okay. I will. I'd be happy to do that. Uh, cardiovascular uh, training gives you uh, endurance because you have to work all of the major muscles over time. And that's the definition of cardiovascular training. So swimming, walking, cycling, running, anything that's going to build over time is endurance. Does dancing work? Oh, say again? And dancing yeah, also. Dancing. But, re- <laughs> but, remember, but remember that you want to make it continuous movement. So when we say we want people to exercise at least 30 minutes a day, we're not just talking about cardiovascular conditioning because we want to build strength as well. But cardio is, the found, it, cardio is the foundation because it trains your heart, and your heart pumps the blood, which gets the nutrients and oxygen into the tissues. So being able to sustain activity over time requires continuous training in a cardiovascular sense. So, for example, 
for me, running five days a week is very important because it builds strength in my heart. Mm. It builds the ability of the blood to transfer oxygen and nutrients. Strength is a different issue. That, along with power, comes from weight training. You've got to do resistance training, and, and resistance training can be anything that places a load on the muscle. So when I'm doing resistance training, I'm training each of the muscle groups on my body to become stronger and more powerful. There are ways to do that with resistance training, and I use different formulas. One of them is what I call the ladder, and the other is called the pyramid. Each of these formulas, each of these formulas basically builds the strength and power into the muscle. The ladder is taking a base weight. Let's use the arm curl for an example. For, as an example. And the arm curl is where you place a weight in your hand and you, and, you, and you flex your elbow, meaning you turn your elbow toward your shoulder and you move the elbow toward your shoulder. Each of the exercises you do or each of the sets you do increases the ability of the muscle to carry that load over that distance. Okay. Each time you increase the weight, you get stronger and more powerful. Each set is determined by the number of repetitions you do. So the harder or the, more, or the more difficult the exercise, the more power you develop, and the longer you can do the exercise, the more endurance you develop. So if you take a three-pound dumbbell and you do an arm curl 15 times, you're building endurance. If you take okay. a 10-pound dumbbell and you do four repetitions, you're building power. Okay. Because the muscle goes to failure. And the more the muscle goes to failure, the more power it develops. Oh, interesting. So each weight that you use, each time you do an exercise, the harder the weight and the lower the number of reps, the more power you develop, the lower the weight and the longer you do the exercise, the more endurance you build. Okay. That makes sense? Yes, it absolutely does. And it's interesting because I know that when I'm in the gym working out, men are very keen on doing the power workouts, and I'm more interested in doing the lean and cardiovascular workouts. What what is the health benefit and the and the psychological benefit to the power exercises? Your body starts to increase its ability to do more work. Um, each exercise builds on itself, and so when you're training each muscle group, you're intentionally trying to to take the muscle toward a place where it's not comfortable. And what you're really trying to accomplish is making your body not feel comfortable during the time you're training it. That means it has become more flexible and adaptable to the load you're placing it under. As that happens, it builds, in, it builds incredible energy into your body. You start to move more freely. You start to breathe more easily. You start to process movement into your life more easily without even having to think about it. So climbing stairs, moving into, into uh, longer walk periods, uh, being able to pick up a bag of groceries, doing the normal things like vacuuming in your house, all become easier simply because your body has become stronger and more powerful. It's an amazing feeling, but you start to get leaner, your inches start to change, and you start to feel that you're in more control of your body than you've ever been. And as your weight goes down and your inches start to go down, your body starts to respond even quicker to those stimuluses. Oh. So I think it's wonderful if you can feel, if you can feel more in control with your body and more, partner, uh, more of a partner with your body, it makes life so much easier. It just makes life so much easier. Okay, very, very good. And what would be next? And then we've got cardiovascular endurance and power. The seven strength, the seven characteristics, I'll just review them for you. Strength, endurance, power, speed, quickness, balance, and flexibility. 
Each of these seven characters, I will repeat them. Speed, go ahead. I'm sorry, no. What I was saying is that you've, you've given us good examples of cardiovascular, which is endurance and related to uh, weight, which is power. Strength and, and power, that's right. How do we work on our speed, quickness, balance, and flexibility? Unfortunately, we've got to do exercises down the road. Those are going to be more advanced exercises. But what happens typically is this. You can use intervals in your training process while you're doing your heart where you brought up the, the idea of speed walking and doing speed walking while you're doing your, your normal walk. Those intervals become speed and quickness ability uh, generating exercises. So for example, you can be in a walking mode and walk up a hill, increasing your stride and your, your speed of your stride, and that will work on the speed and quickness aspects of your body. So you have to change the route you walk, but you also have to change the tempo with which you walk. So for example, the runners do this all the time. When we want to learn to be quicker and more agile, we add intervals into our running uh, courses, just like the walkers do. And the swimmers can do the same thing. What you do is you increase for a period of time the body's movement. So an interval would be something that's going to be an increased pace for a set time with a recovery time after it, followed by another increased period of, of exercise, followed by a recovery period. So you might do five what we call repeats. And these repeats build speed and quickness into your body's ability to do more than just a normal cardiovascular or what I call a baseline walk. So an interval could be 10 seconds, it could be 15 seconds, it could be 30 seconds. But whatever the number of minutes it is, number of seconds it is, it adds to the body's ability to be able to move more quickly. You can't do interval training or build quickness and speed until you've lost weight and until you've become stronger because you want to be safe when you do this. So joints are at risk as we get older because of the loads they're carrying. If you are eating better and moving more effectively throughout the day, you're becoming more fit. And becoming more fit allows you to train at higher levels of intensity. Those levels of intensity build the speed and the quickness and the agility. That's the part that takes time. You've got to start from the very beginning and you've got to start safely Build your body's ability to handle the load so you don't damage the knees or the ankles or the back. And build your strength and power so you can start adding the intensity to your workouts as you go. And you can do this in intervals, small intervals, whether it's in the pool, cycling, walking, running, whatever it is that you do. And if you think about it, basketball players have a lot of quickness and agility. So yeah. examples, uh, examples where you see this kind of thing emerging is in athletes. Athletes have quickness and agility and speed and power. Just look at Kobe Bryant go up for a dunk. That's power and quickness and agility. Uh, so there are applications for this. It's just in a normal life, we don't get to do it very much. It's, um, and, so, and so that becomes a part of the training process down the road. That's where the more advanced training programs come into play, where you actually set up exercises to build agility and quickness. Um, and, and you can't do that until you've really built a good foundation. Now, if I were to do an interval training, and let's say that I wanted to do five seconds or ten seconds, in other words, short interval training, more mm -hmm. specifically, instead of time, measuring it by time, how do I measure when I've reached the maximum of that interval training and need to go into a recovery period? Is it the You have to do it according, yeah, the, the, you're asking how long the interval or the uh, repeat is? Well, no, I'm asking more like what are the physical signs that a person will have when they know that they've gotten to the top of their interval 
so that they okay. can know whether or not they need to do five seconds or 30 seconds or a minute or five minutes of, uh, of speed training, quickness training. Well, I think the key. I think the key. I think the key here is to just test yourself when you're in an exercise mode, and say you're on your 30-minute walk. You want to add at least four or five uh, points during that exercise period, where you increase your speed, um, and you start with a small number. We can use the number of 10 to 15 seconds, where you put the intensity up. That intensity becomes your baseline, and what you do is you create a baseline and you stay with it for a week. Okay. Don't change anything. Just change one variable a week. It doesn't have to be distance. It doesn't have to be speed per se, but you have to pick one thing. I think adding five intervals in a week is a smart move, and I think 15 to 30 seconds is pretty much a good measuring point. But once you establish a baseline and it becomes comfortable, then you can extend the amount of the time that you put the high-intensity burst in or you stay where you are. If it doesn't feel like you can handle the load, you stay where you are. You have to listen to your body, and you can't change too quickly because intensity is really important, but it's also higher risk. But it's, okay. critical, that you, it's critical that you listen to your body. So my recommendation is always to start small and build week by week on what you started. That way you can build confidence in your, in your ability to do the load and to do the distance or the time. So for example, I change my intervals from 30 seconds of running to 60 seconds of running, a sprint, to 90 seconds of running. Each time I extend the amount of time I run fast, I extend the amount of time I'm recovering. So if I do a 90 second burst, I'll do a 90 second recovery. And I can do that over five miles. So each time I do a 90 second burst, I do a 90 second recovery, but I'm still running over the course of that distance. That, you, build up to, you build up to that kind of a program. But what it does is it builds your body's ability to handle different loads at different speeds for different purposes. And what happens is your body changes. Your body changes to adapt to those speeds. Whether it's in the pool, you can do it in the pool, you can do it cycling, you can do it walking, you can do it running, but it has to be continuous movement so that you can build the intervals into the program. So for 30 minutes of walking, five to ten intervals would be perfect. Okay. Of many, okay. anywhere from 15 to 30 seconds. But it's critical that you do it in small doses because if you can't do five intervals, do three. If you can't do three, do one. But build up a foundation or a baseline and then create more opportunities in the coming weeks to, to create more of a program where you increase intensity more often. That's where the inches change. That's where your body really starts to change. Okay. That would give you the speed. That would give you the speed, the quickness, and the agility that you don't have when you just do regular cardiovascular conditioning. Okay, so now you're talking to everybody's not only health but the ego of the metabolism creating fat burning. Correct. But, Correct. Yes. Okay. How many and what I want to what I what I look at my body now, for example, Carol, I see a leaner body with a bigger chest and a smaller waist. Okay. That's the kind of body I want going into my 70s and 80s because then when I'm in my 70s and 80s. I've already prepared it to be able to handle the loads of being older. I know in my 60s that I can't train as frequently as hard as I used to in my 40s and 50s, but I'm still getting the same results because I know that I can train it safely, and I have gotten stronger over time because I've actually stressed my body each week to a different level during each workout. So on Monday, I did 108 sets for all of the different muscles on my body, 
And I created a program on Monday where I had to do significantly higher weight. The reason I did that was so that I can approach my mid-60s and my 70s stronger than I was today. I'm trying to build strength for tomorrow. And that's why the running and the, and the weight training are so critical because if I don't prepare today, next week and next year, I will be weaker and I will not be the same person I am now. So it does take training and it takes a lot of work and effort. And this goes back to what you said. You've got to make a conscious choice to do this and you've got to put it into your life somewhere. You've got to put it into your schedule somewhere. And if it's not that much today, then compensate for it tomorrow. But do something every day. The experience of actually putting it as a priority is very Correct. important. That, that can Correct. Correct. It's got, health ha- to me, health trumps money. Yes. Oh, yeah. To me, you can't, you, 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 can't, you can't buy your health back. So for me, the way I look at it is if I did have to lose my health, how can I get it back? I can't. Yeah. There's nothing that I can do to get it back. So for me, it is being strong and fit. Because if I lose that, I lose my body's ability to do the things I want to do, which is to travel and speak and teach and publish my books and do the things I want to do. It takes a lot of energy. If I'm not strong, if I'm not able to do the work, in my 70s and 80s, I'll be lying in bed not able to do what I want to do. And that's not what I want to do. So for me, the priority is my health and my fitness levels got to stay up there. Otherwise, I won't be able to transfer the information to people that need to hear it. So in a sense, it's Jack LaLanne. He's 90-some-odd years old, and he trains two hours a day, and it's not because he loves it, all. He loves it, but he does it because he knows it's saving his life. Yes, yes. He's an intense man as well. I think he that is. I would love to add that experience of laughing and humor to the entire exercise process because Correct. It's Correct. Laugh and have humor and see the beauty around you. At the same time, you're doing all these things to your physical body. It actually makes it an extremely enjoyable, meditative, invigorating, right. all the way around balanced approach to That's right. the life side of life. Now, what exercises or what approaches to balance and flexibility uh, go go along with your plan? I mean, like I like the idea of just standing against the wall with one hand placed against the wall and pick one foot off the floor. Okay. Just pick one foot off the floor and hold okay. your hand against the wall. Start to feel your body standing on one leg, but don't okay. pick your hand off the floor off the wall. Okay. When you become comfortable standing on one leg, move your hand down slowly off the wall and put it by your side. If you can stand on one leg, both sides, you start to inf- you start to feel and infuse your body with balance. So okay. just Practicing standing with your hand on the wall and picking up a leg and standing on one leg is the place to start. But do move toward movement away from the wall and a chair. You can put your hand on a chair, pick one leg up, and just stand there on one leg. But hold onto the chair or the wall and then remove your hand over time and see if you can stand on one leg. You're going to fall off center, but put yourself back on the wall again. People don't realize, yeah, but just stand next to the wall or a chair and put your leg up in the air next to your other leg and stand on one leg and hold it for 10 to 15 seconds. That's a great beginning. How about flexibility? Flexibility is very important. Take a yoga class. Take a group exercise class. But stretching is part of all of the things that go into building a balanced body. And stretching includes putting the big muscles in a position where they have to 
to extend or elongate. So I'm going to give you an example. My hamstrings, which is the back of the upper part of the leg, get tight from running. What you do is you stand against the wall and you put your foot on a chair. And as your foot's on the chair, you bend your waist forward without bending your back or curling your back, and you move toward your toes. Okay. And as you do so, you lengthen the hamstring, which is the back of the leg. Right. And what you want to do in that case is hold a stretch for 30 seconds because the muscle has what we call a stretch reflex. If it stretches, it'll stretch over time. So if you just bounce into the stretch, you're probably going to get hurt. So what you want to do is gently breathe into the stretch. So regardless of whether you pick your knees up to your chest and you're lying on your bed and you pull your knees to your chest to stretch your lower back, you hold it and you breathe gently for 30 seconds. So all stretches, whether it's hamstrings, lower back, calf, upper back, um, shoulders, you hold the stretch for 30 seconds and you breathe gently into the stretch. The good way to learn about stretching is to buy a book. There's plenty of books on the market that talk about yoga. Uh, there are plenty of books out there that talk about group exercise and exercise in general. And there's a lot of books out there with pictures that show you a variety of stretches that you can do for your hamstrings, for your quadriceps, which is the front of the leg, for your lower back, which gets very tight if you have tight hamstrings, and stretching those muscles every day in a gentle way, whether it's in a group setting like a yoga class or a, a group exercise class or just on your own is really important to building uh, a stable joint, which isn't going to get damaged or hurt. Tight muscles can damage joints just as easily as weak muscles can. I find that these seven pillars are really such a good guide for each of us on an everyday basis to say, okay, what have I done for my strength, endurance, speed, quickness, power, yes. balance, flexibility, just to be able to say, have I taken care of my whole body, loved this body the way I need to in terms of its musculature and its skeletal movements, its blood circulation, That's right. that sort Eating is an additional sort of thing that feeds into all of those things as well. Nick, we are, almost have to go, but these people need to know how to reach you. So give us your contact information once again. Okay. My, my email address is runningnick, runningnick at sbcglobal.net. Great. Runningnick at sbcglobal.net. My home phone number is 949-646-3015. My cell phone is 949-244-9637. And I have a website which is just beginning. It's www.healthyhappyfit.com. And I'll be developing that as I, go, as I go down the road. But it's www.healthyhappyfit.com. I certainly hope that you have some sort of examples or analysis of these seven points or maybe even a table that people can print down off of your website because I think this is very organizing and people need to be organized around their bodies. Well, Carol, it's been a joy talking with you and I really appreciate the, the interest uh, that your audience may have in this, but I do think that if we remember every day the seven keys to fitness and ask ourselves, did I do something for my flexibility? Did I do something for my balance today? Did I do something for my power today? These are all things that go into a deeper level beyond the body. But to me, it's a good, it's a good catch play. It's a good foundation from which to start. And if we ask ourselves those questions like you said every day, we'll have an, we'll have an opportunity to be stronger, more fit, and happier tomorrow. And that's really my intention is to help people have a better quality of life tomorrow. 
Nick, thank you so much for sharing all this information with us, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you so much for calling and letting me work with you today. I really appreciate it, Carol. You're very, very welcome. Thank you, audience, for listening, and stay in touch. Bye-bye for now. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.